Hey, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Uh, this is Dr. Mark List coming at you with another episode of the Primary Care Podcast. But before we jump into it, uh, an email from the primarycarepod at gmail.com inbox. You know the routine by now. It's where you send me jokes, comments, feedback. Um, really nice uh, email this week. Thanks for uh, those who sent them out. Uh, this this week's joke is a little bit uh, not suitable for work slash little ears, so maybe some earmuffs or uh, um, pause the podcast. Um, but why do hearing impaired med students usually go into OBGYN? They're good at reading lips. Hi-oh. Let's start the podcast. The Primary Care Podcast is written and edited by a family physician for an audience of other physicians, nurse practitioners, physicians, assistants, residents, and medical students interested in primary care topics. This is not a podcast for patients and should not be used as medical advice. This is also a personal podcast produced on my own time and solely reflecting my personal opinions. Statements of this podcast do not reflect the views or policies of my employer, past or present, or any other organization with which I may be affiliated. Thank you for listening to the Primary Care Podcast. I'm Dr. Mark List, here to bring you the latest news, guidelines, and updates from primary care sources around the globe. Keeping it under 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry and I'm not that smart. Well, welcome back to the podcast, Pod Girls, Pod Boys, Pod People. It's your boy, Dr. Mark List. Um, I am back in clinic today. Um, today is uh, Friday. I was actually on vacation in, um, uh, for the last week or so. So um, I uh, came back and I had a couple of different topics planned, actually. Um, one kind of fun one, one medical one. And then I was reading, reviewing my emails and what I missed while I was gone. And it turns out that uh, I missed a guideline update. So let's hit a big, important guideline really quickly. Um, you will, uh, long-term members of the podcast listening community will remember that I um, had advocated against Prevnar 13, the pneumococcal variant, um, and instead recommended just uh, Prevnar, or sorry, uh, Pneumovax 23 uh, quite a long time ago because the number needed to treat was really super high. And so patients weren't really benefiting from uh, uh, Prevnar 13. Well, uh, just recently, the end of January, um, the, AC, the ACIP um, the, from the, the uh, Adult uh, Committee on Immunization, or sorry, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, ACIP, um, recommended uh, the use of 15-valent pneumococcal con conjugate, conjugate vaccines and 20-valent pneumococcal conjugate vaccinations. Um, so basically now for adult pneumonia vaccines, uh, the new uh, algorithm is basically give every adult 65 plus a Prev, uh, a Prevnar 20, aka the uh, pneumococcal conjugate, conjugate vaccine. Okay, so basically everyone should get, if you're 65 and older, should now just be vaccinated with PCV20, aka Prevnar 20. Right, no more Pneumovax 23, no 13, no pneumoco uh, no um, Prevnar 13, nothing like that. Just a 20. Okay. And if you're in a location or a clinic that doesn't have access to PCV20, right, um, you can just do the new Prevnar 15, right? So the, the PCV15 followed by the uh, Pneumovax 23, okay? So this is a big change. It's really gonna clear up a lot of the confusion. Um, there were those of us who had completely gone away from the PCV13 and were only doing the uh, Pneumovax 23s just due to efficacy. And now basically we're gonna um, avoid um, this. Now, here is the algorithm for your patients who have already had a dose. Or sorry, let's pause. If the patient is age 19 through 64, 
but has a serious underlying medical condition, they can be vaccinated with, again, PCV20 being the recommended dose, or consider uh, if you're only in an area that has access to 15, then do 15 plus one year later doing the Pneumovax 23. Okay, those conditions are alcoholism, chronic heart, chronic liver, chronic lung disease, cigarette smokers, uh, can, is considered to be a high-risk condition to get an early PCV20, okay? Any diabetic can get an early PCV20, okay? Cochlear implant, CSF leak, congenital asplenia or acquired asplenia, sickle cell disease, chronic renal failure, congenital immunodeficiencies or acquired immunodeficiencies, um, any malignancy, HIV, Hodgkin's lymphoma, uh, iatrogenic immunosuppressions with medications, leukemia, lymphoma, multiple myeloma, nephrotic syndrome, solid organ transplant. So basically immunosuppressed, but then also uh, diabetes, smoking, chronic heart, chronic liver, chronic lung, and alcoholism. Okay, okay, okay. So what about all of our patients that have already been vaccinated, okay? So if a patient has already received the Pneumovax 23, then you just administer a dose of the 20, okay? That plain simple, doesn't matter. A time limit, you know, I always talk about at least a year after. Um, in the guidelines, there is no clear evidence that, that you need to have that year. Um, if you give the 23 and you only have 15s available, then the recommendation is a year after the 23, okay? Now, historically, having a longer time frame between a PCV vaccine and a uh, the Pneumovax, the polysaccharide vaccine, um, has historically always been better from an immunogenicity standpoint. I think having 20 being so new, there is no good data on that uh, time interval. But FYI, in my own kind of non-evidence-based um, because of historical complications with PCV and better improvement or better uptake, uh, you know, and timing between the two different types of vaccines, I would wait to give 20 at least a year after the patient had received the 23. Does that make sense? Um, so basically, I'm going to give it a year whether or not there's evidence just because of historically, that has always been at least a year, if not longer for the intervals, okay? Um, if your patient has only received Pneumovax 13, or sorry, Prevnar 13, uh, it is recommended to just complete the normal series with the um, Pneumovax 23. Now, what if they have had both 13 and then they got the booster with 23? So they've had both. Well, based on the summary that I'm reading directly from the CDC website from ASIP, um, I'll read it here directly. The immunogenicity and safety of PCV20 alone was comparable to 12, 13 in series with Pneumovax 23. So basically, it looks like if you've completed a complete series of Prevnar 13 plus Pneumovax 23, there is not any value in adding a 20 based on what I'm reading in this study. If somebody else is reading something differently or, or analyzing that differently, um, I, I'm open to an email correction. But based on the dosing regimen, um, if you have not gotten both uh, doses previously, um, then you would probably either, if you've already received the 13, then just finish the series with the 23 and call it good. If you've only received the 23, which is a big chunk of my patients since I've stopped giving 13 over the past couple of years, since 20, since 2019, um, and actually a little bit before that, 
Um, in that case, if they've only had a 23, then booster them with a PCV20. Again, there is no good time frame on that. I'm gonna do it in a year plus, just because historically um, the combination has always done better if separated out by a year. Again, that's not evidence-based, so if you give it right away, I don't think you're gonna be faulted for that. Um, but hopefully this update was helpful to you. Um, I actually had, uh, the reason I updated it is because I actually had two patients back-to-back, -back, uh, no-show. Apparently my shoulder pain and, uh, and anxiety did not wanna show up on a freezing cold, negative four degree frigid Friday afternoon here, or Friday morning here. So. Um, hopefully this is a good update for you. Um, it was a good refresher for me on what to do with uh, our new changes to the pneumonia shots. Um, hopefully your clinics are getting the PCV20 in. If you're only getting the PCV15, that's fine. Um, just make those appropriate changes with the 15. Again, you're going to have to booster with the 23. Um, so that's going to be a, a two-step series. But if you got access to the 20, apparently now we're just going to a single shot and being done. So um, hopefully today's update was helpful. This has been Dr. Mark List for the Primary Care Podcast. Um, reminder, you don't need to stay up all night to stay up to date. Thanks and have a great week.